This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast with me, Tom Ward. And as always, the podcast is kindly sponsored by the Sky Blue Tavern, which is the best place in town to catch all of the action whilst enjoying a nice cold pint and, of course, one of their lovely curries. Um, Please be joined this evening by Ross and Andy. Evening, chaps. It's been a, a good while since we three have been on, so pleased to have you on, chaps. How are you, how are you both doing? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, nice to be back on after a bit of a break for Christmas and New Year. So, you know, happy to be back on the pod, mate, yeah. How are you doing, Ross? Yeah, very well, mate. Yeah, it's good to be on be on with you both. It has been a while, so, uh, you know, uh, the, the A-team the is sort of been brought back you know after the sort of winter the extended uh world cup break we were given you know yeah. um but uh no no it's good to be back on because it has it has it has been a little while so uh yeah no looking forward to it yeah absolutely looking forward to it um disappointing obviously for the sky blues um on saturday slip into a 4-2 defeat um in the early kickoff at the cbs very cold afternoon at cbs um there was even ice melting off the roof which has caused a bit of a bit of a few complaints on Twitter but uh yeah Ross um did you did you manage to avoid the uh the dripping roof yesterday I I did actually I think if I'd <laughs> been in my normal seat I probably wouldn't have uh sort of survived that but no luckily I I took a leaf out of Dino's book and I decided to join the prawn sandwich eating brigade in the, in, in, in a box uh yesterday so I could sort of stay inside it was bitterly cold um so no luckily I I avoided that um I did see on Twitter everybody you know kicking up a fuss about being dropped uh, dripped on here yeah, clearly they didn't uh yeah understand the sort of <laughs> geography and you know how things melt and you know when it gets really cold <laughs> and that and that's what that's what causes it i think people suddenly thought the roof was leaking completely but uh yeah it was a nice sunny day though i, I sort of quite like that weather to be fair cold but like nice sky blue skies bright sunshine i was feeling pretty optimistic mate at half 10 in the morning when i sank my first pint to be fair yeah yeah, no, it was a it was a lovely day, but yeah, as you say, not not obviously best uh, in terms of what happened on the pitch. Um, Andy, 
what were the uh, what were the match stats like for the game on Saturday? Not great, uh, Tom. To be honest, mate. Um, <clears throat> Norwich dominated the ball. Uh, we only had thirty four percent possession. Um, we completed two hundred and eight passes compared to their five hundred and nine. So you can tell the difference. Obviously, they've just been relegated from the Premier League. Um, you can tell they keep the ball a lot better. And they were, if we're being honest, they were a class above us then yesterday in most departments, I think. Um, shots on goal, we had 11 attempts, four on goal, which isn't too bad. It's okay, it's average. But they had 18 compared to our 11, and they had seven on target. So, like I said, they were a couple above us yesterday, Tom. We're going the stats, and I think it showed in the game as well. Yeah, particularly in that second half, it felt like we just couldn't really get get a foothold at all, could we? They really sort of controlled the game, I thought, and I think that's very much reflected, especially in that those possession and the passing stats, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, very much so. They're second, I was quite optimistic at half time. I thought, you know, even though how bad the first 15, 20 minutes was, I thought we we got back, we showed some good character and got back into the game well. I just think I was expecting more from the second half, if I'm being honest, and they just dominated the ball, didn't they? And uh, their class showed in the end with a, with a good finish, which could have been avoided, but a good finish with the fourth goal. But no, I was a bit disappointed with our second half performance. Um, whether we were a bit tired, a bit leggy, mm. it looked a bit like that, didn't it? Definitely, um, definitely thought that. And yeah. also, you know, when they're bringing certain people off the bench, which have Premier League experience compared to what we've got on the bench, it's... It's worlds apart, and that's yeah. the way it is at the moment for us. But we've got to just hold in tight. Good times are on the way for me. Yeah. But at the moment, it's a difficult period, but, you know, it will get better. Mm. It seems to be happening week after week, Andy. You know, that we see the opposition being able to bring in, bring on players. Yeah. Um, with this pack, pack schedule, same at, same at Burnley last week. And, mm. you know, we just, you know, we'll probably go on to talk about it a bit more. We just haven't quite got that, the squad depth, have we, to, to really make a difference in, in the second mm. half like yesterday. Mm. Not at the moment, not with the injuries we've got, no. no. Um, if we had, you know, Godden, Walker, you know, Fads, you know, O'Hare, would, our squad would look okay, wouldn't it, on the bench? But that's the problem. We need yeah. to get bodies in because of those injuries, <clears throat> mainly. And um, I know Robbins will be doing his hardest to get a couple in. So, you know, <clears throat> I think good times are ahead with this new ownership. I was very impressed with what he... I know we'll probably come on to it later, but... He was very impressive in his interview. I thought it was a wonderful interview. Um, mm. I was very, very impressed and very excited of what he's got to say. But he's not going to throw loads of money at it, especially initially, anyway. Um, and it's going to take its time. And mm. I think Robbins will maybe probably get one or two in before the window shuts. And I think with the season we've had, <coughs> generally, and how bad it's been and the amount of injuries had, the, the palaver with the stadium, as long as we finished mid-table just below I'll be happy with and then we can reset for the sort. I think the thing you say there though Andy mate which Mm. just sums it up is you know you listed those players if they're in the squad and and, and you use the word that I'd use you'd say the bench would look okay but that Mm. at best our bench is okay Mm. which is not not good enough you know even with everyone fully fit the bench Mm. is still a five out of ten really you know, because we say about Walker, yeah, he'd be a name on the bench, but is, do, does anyone really think he's going to come on and, and make a difference? Not really. You know, it's it's the bench has been poor from the start of the season, only having one yeah. left wing back in the squad. And the problem is, as soon as we've had a few injuries, the bench has gone from like a five out of 10, in to best case scenario, to a one. Like last week, yeah. it was literally a one out of 10. And this week, it was probably a two out of 10 because we had, you know, 
we had two defenders who we could bring on. One of them playing on the wing, which we've not played with wingers in about three seasons. So I mean, mm. it was a, uh, it was pretty. Uh, <laughs> I found that pretty entertaining. You know, yeah. Um, that was the thing, wasn't it? It was like the most attacking change we could make was to bring on a wing back. You know, like like in a position where he else. literally, we'll get on to him, but he literally looked like he had never played there in his life. Uh, I remember thinking, you know, not to judge a player after one game, but I, I just thought that did not look like he was, you know, at home, you know, in that yeah. position, sort of being so high up the pitch, sort of, you know, it was, uh, but obviously that was the only change we, we could make, I guess, you know, because clearly that the, the other players are literally making up the numbers on the bench, you know. Um, I mean, that cliche couldn't be more apt for, for our bench at the moment. Um, but I, I agree with you, Andy, you know, we'll, we'll touch on it more, I guess, uh, later on. But I, I think it's about getting the right players in and having a better strength and depth. Robbins has alluded to it time and time again in his last few weeks, especially since the takeover has been, you know, a possibility, then a, a reality. And obviously he knows where we're going to be able to strengthen moving forward. So, mm. yeah, the bench was... A, <laughs> I think that's what's killing us, to be fair, at the moment. Mm. You know, you went, Wardy, last week to Burnley. Oh, obviously, I watched it on the... Battered him. You know what I mean? And if we'd had a mm. bench where we could have brought... Or if we'd had one player who we'd have considered bringing on, we could have we'd have won that game. Um, and it was it was the same again, really. Yeah, yesterday, we didn't have anything to sort of try and wrestle back control, did we? No. No, disappointing. And obviously, <clears throat> really, really poor start to the game, Ross. Um yeah, three nil down after 19 minutes. It's just, yeah, like like you were saying, just before we came on, you know, similar to the Wrexham game, just put ourselves in a, in a really poor position um, and, you know, talk us through some of those goals because it was some some really poor defending, wasn't there? It was, it was um, yeah, it was absolutely woeful. I mean, the Wrexham game, that was some of the worst defending I've seen us do for a while, and but this, like, beat it. You know, it was just shocking from a corner you know we conceded from corner last week um and then this week it was like we were half asleep it was like that we were all we all just hadn't you know defrosted you know sort of thing and we just no one marking up so easy they never score an easier sort of goal and then the second goal i mean where the second goal i think probably annoys me the most because it was sort of like the amount of space their player had initially and then we said look norton cuffy gets back looked like he sort of recovered the guy still cuts in, gets a shot, and Wilson has to be doing better there. That's that's we we don't score goals like this. I say it every time I'm on the podcast. Normally, we don't <laughs> we don't see a score a goal like that where you go, oh my word, we've been handed one there, really, you know. And that was just shocking. And then the third goal, no, oh, it was just too easy. It was like a game of FIFA. It was just like no one tracking the runners. I mean, Pookie's a good striker. Don't get me wrong, but he didn't do anything extraordinary. He just ran behind the defender. The defender didn't track him, and he pulls the ball back, and the guy finishes. I mean, they're a good team, but they didn't do anything that we shouldn't be able to do. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. They weren't doing stuff where I was like, "Wow, you know what? He is just that was unbelievable." It was just very simple stuff, effective, and we just weren't awake to it. And it was absolutely yeah, it was criminal defended. It reminded me like. We spoke before we came on what about the oval game it reminded me the game i always think back to is in Lee, russell slade when we lost to swindon at home and yakubu was playing mm. and we, we got lost 3-1 and every time like they had i think they had nikki jose playing and they just carved it was the worst defending of i still you know it was jordan turnbull and that nathan clark i think I and it was just it was a bro uh, like it was appalling defending like, i've never seen anything like it and it yesterday reminded me of that i just thought oh my word are these are these professional players you know um so it was very disappointing and I wanted to leave, but I yeah, yeah I was like, no, I, I stuck it out. Yeah, no, you mentioned that Yeovil game as well. I, I kind of felt like that because, um, yeah, at 3-0, I mean, quite a few people around me did actually leave or went yeah, to get a beer either, either way. 
<laughs> very early beer for half time. Um, but it was one of those where, yeah, you, everyone kind of felt like leaving really and going watching it in the pub. But um, then you obviously get one back and it's <laughs> it kind of a bit of a weird one because it gives you a bit of false hope, really. Um, but yeah, that that second goal, Andy, um, poor from poor from Wilson, and I suppose probably a good time to discuss the goalkeeping situation. Um, obviously yeah. been a, a lot of chat on Twitter this week about it. Obviously Wilson got his new contract. Just wondered what your thoughts were on him. And, you know, is, is he, is that contract for him to be second choice next season? Are we going to get a new number one in? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I was pleased that he signed the deal. I think he's earned it. I think generally this season he's been okay. Not outstanding, but okay. Steady. Um, let's get it right. That, that goal was poor. Should have saved that. No problems with that. Weak wrists, you know, not good enough. But I think generally, but then again, you know, two minutes, three minutes later, he made a wonderful save around the post from their lad to keep us, you know, in the game. So I think no, no mistake. I think I think he's an average keeper. I, I don't think he's outstanding. Um, I like his temperament. He's jolly. He's good around the place. Not a problem with that. Um, but because of Simon Moore's terrible form, he's had to play. He's, there's been no choice. Um, to answer your question, would I have another keeper in next season? Yes, I would. Whether to play first or, or be, you know, challenging Wilson, I definitely would do that, yeah. Because I don't think there's much futures for Simon Moore at the club anymore, unfortunately. And I was a big fan of his. Um, um, but no, I would definitely bring another keeper in in the summer, yeah. Yeah, I think Simon Moore will be wanting to play games, won't he? Yeah. Whatever, whatever, right. even if that's potentially dropping down a level, I don't know. But mm. you know, I know he's he's played as number two most of his career, and as 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 Wilson, um, yeah. and probably wants to have that that breakthrough um, in his career. Mm. Um, Ross, what have you made of the uh, the goalkeeping situation? Well, I think um, obviously we've got to you've got to remember this season we've kept a r- remarkable amount of clean sheets, which obviously at the start of the season when Simon Moore was in and making those mistakes very early on. And obviously with the pitch issues and everything compounded, it looked like, oh my word, defensively we were atrocious. And then Wilson came in. Everyone was saying he he needs to come in. Moore had been given three chances. And he's kept a lot of clean sheets. I see some people on Twitter sort of, you know, and I I agree with Andy. I think overall he is probably like an average slash sort of decent keeper. I think he's probably a very good second choice really because you know he can come in and do a good job. But I see people on Twitter sort of, like slating him saying giving him no credit i'm thinking do you not he, the clean sheets are not all down to the defense and they're not all down to the goalkeeper it's a combination of them both i mean people have to attribute credit to ben wilson for these clean sheets and i actually think apart from the second goal yesterday which was he's got to be saving that he is generally i think shot stopping is his probably biggest strength he's made some remarkable saves you know, and his highlight reel for us in terms of shot stopping would be very good. Now, in terms of coming off his line, crosses and other stuff, I don't think we've had a keeper who's been good at that for years. Um, and that's something I, I would want us to address. And I think, I agree with Andy, I think a new goalkeeper will come in. I think Moore sort of had his chance. And I think the Wrexham game was almost a final nail in the coffin for him, to be honest with you. Um, that was a chance for him to come in, try and keep a clean sheet, you know, look confident. And it was it did the opposite, didn't it? So I think Wilson's here to stay. I'm glad about that. Um, but he needs to be number two. And I think we need number one goalkeeper coming in. Um, maybe someone a bit younger, someone sort of, you know, heading into their prime who could be our number one for three, four, five seasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pleased that he signed a new contract. I, I, I do like him. And I think he has done well this season. We can't, I don't think anyone can dispute that really. But can we do better? And I, that 
that's the thing that I'd ask about maybe six or seven of the team who started yesterday. Can we do better yeah. with players who are going to start the first game of next season? And I think the answer is, if we're being honest, if we want to progress and do what Doug King said, which is knocking on the door of the playoffs year in, year out. I think the answer is yes, we can improve in quite a few areas. Yeah. I suppose it's like, you know, in terms of the goalkeeper recruitment, you know, I, I suppose we have been signing number twos and trying to turn them into number ones, haven't we? Is it time that we went and signed someone who's been a number one, I don't know, in League Two or League One or, you know, perhaps investing a bit more in that in that position? I, I think so. I think goalkeepers win, you, win your points. Um, and Ben Wilson said it in his interview, you know, he he had been a number two. He's barely played that many games, you know, for someone his age and the amount of years he's been in the game. He's not played, had many appearances this season. He's probably made more appearances this season than he probably had in his entire career beforehand, really, you know, in terms of actual, you know, starts, league starts and stuff. So, and I really like him and I think he's a great number two to have because you know he can come in and you can sort of trust him. It's not like the drop-off in quality is... Yeah, massive or anything. Um, but I do think we need to go out and, and get a, and identify a goalkeeper who is going to come in and be that Kieran Westwood, you know, someone who is going to be, have that number one shirt as theirs, you know, and he's going to win his points because I actually think we've got a better, with a good squad in front of, you know, a, a sort of a more consistent goalkeeper that would go a long way to getting us to where we want to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, back to the game. Obviously, we did get a goal back uh, through Jamie Allen. Uh, five goals for him this season, Andy. He's uh, he, he's getting a good few goals for himself and a really good finish again from him. Yeah, it was. Good finish <clears> by <throat> Jamie. Good, yeah, sliced it a little bit, didn't he? But uh, it was a good good slice, shall we say. He's never, he never, it's never with a lot of conviction, is it, when he scores? No, it's always like, no, oh, like, not quite. Has it, has it gone in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or has it gone wide? Um, like he did second half, but anyway. Um, but no, no, he's he's done okay this season. Another one that's done okay. Uh, I wouldn't say he's, you know, um, set the uh, the place alight, but he's, he's again, he's, he's that his fifth of the season, Tom? Is that yeah, fifth? fifth yeah. yeah. So, that, you know, that's not decent a bad return. total. Decent return from him. You know, if he's knocking on the door by the end of the season of eight, nine double figures, then can't really argue with that, can you, from a midfield player? He's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, but generally, I think for me, he's, he's done an okay job. I don't think he's captain material. Uh, I don't think he's a leader. leader. Um, not vocal any, enough. No, not for me. Um, but he does a job well enough. He's a good squad player and he's always knocking around the first team. And yeah, for this season, I think he's had a good goal return. So, yeah. Yeah, and obviously we got the the second goal back as well. Just after that, um, got announced as Vic initially, <laughs> and uh, it caused a bit of confusion. But look, watching it back from that sort of behind the goal angle, Andy, it, it looked like it was Palmer with a with a really good hit. Yeah, it was a great technique, wasn't it? Side footed it right. I thought it was Vic's goal initially, um, but the camera angle from Sky Sports showed it was clearly a lovely side foot finish by uh, Palmer, and. Um, Lovely finish. And again, he, he I think that was his second goal of the season. Hopefully he can start chipping in mm. with a few more goals this season. I think his fitness levels are getting better and better. I've been quite impressed with Casey Palmer this season. I think he's got a lot of ability. I think his fitness has been a problem. And we knew that when we bought him, because obviously the lack of games he's had over the last few years. But he's starting to play a lot more games regularly now without injury. So I think there's more to come from him. I think, yeah, everyone says... It annoys me because a lot of people say, oh, he's, he's not Callum O'Hare. We know. We know he's not Callum O'Hare. We know mm. that he's, we can't compare him with that. So why are you trying to compare? I know why you are trying to, because he plays in a similar position. But 
it's you know he's he's got a lot of ability for me, natural ability, and um, I think he's a good player, and um, I'm excited to see what more he can do. Yeah, mm. and he's often he's often a little bit isolated as well, isn't he? There's not a whole lot of support mm. around there, sort of in that that attacking midfield, is there? Yeah. No, you I know, think the, he's been a good buy. Between yeah. him and Vic, they kind of have to do a lot on their own. So yeah. it, it's yeah. hard. It's hard work. It is hard for them, especially against a, a decent side like Norwich. Yeah. They did, get, they did get isolated a lot. And I think him and Vic did quite well to considering how isolated they were. Yeah. And Palmer had a, had a chance just before half-time, actually. Um, Ross, a really good chance to to potentially equalise, but went just over the bar. Um, so good to see him, you know, confident, having have efforts at goal. And that obviously would have would have really changed the game if he, if that had gone in. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was a really good hit. Just, just got a little bit too much underneath it. But no, great strike. And I, I agree, I echo everything that, Andy said about him really. I think he, I think he's been a very good signing. Uh, you're only as good in that sort of position as the players sort of around you. Um, and I, I actually thought the Wrexham game. He was one of the only people who came out with any sort of credit. You know, he hit the post a couple of times, scored the free kick, looked sharp, and that's what I want him to do. I want him to have a pop a bit more because I I agree. I think he's got that natural ability um, and technical ability to hit a good shot uh, as the goal proved yesterday. So I think he's been a very really good signing. I think he's got better and better. You can, he's very good at that sort of nice one touch passes. You know, he's technically, he's, he's up to speed with the game, which I would say sometimes with Alan, I, I sometimes he makes the right positions, but it's just a little bit a beat, just too slow, you know, in, in sort of the buildup of our moves. Whereas Palmer, I think, yeah, I mean, when him, him and Ho, O'Hare were together for that little period, there was some unbelievable link up, you know, one touch, play so I think there's a lot more to come from him I think he's working very hard and that was the biggest thing Bristol City fans said you know he's a luxury player doesn't work hard but I mean the amount of times Casey Palmer will sprint 25 yards and block a uh, you know defender's clearance and stuff shows he's working for the team so yeah that would have changed the game but I sort of I sort of felt I was just relieved to be honest you know what I mean to be at 3-2 because it, it I'm not sure we really deserved it to be honest with you it just came out I know I think another day Alan shots slices wide you know and another day Vic might get his toe to it first and balloon it over the bar and suddenly it's still 3-0 I think that's just the fine margins I think we those two goals were probably a little they fell in our favour I think a little bit yeah just typical isn't it the, t- the time we get the two goals with a bit of luck uh, when they weren't we're already 3-0 weren't, down yeah weren't massively helpful for us um, but yeah and Andy what do, you, what do you think the strategy was for the second half because you know you've alluded to it we didn't really come out you know, fighting and we should have been. And it just felt like, I don't know, it was a bit of a strange one. I felt like at 3-2, we had to just hang on to half time mm. and just get to half time at 3-2. But then we came out second half and it was kind of like, well, we, we aren't really going for it. It was almost like we were trying to hang on for as long as we could and, and sort of nick it late on perhaps. So what was the plan second half, do you think? I don't know, only Ron Robbins knows. I, I, I haven't got a clue. You know, like you said, I was expecting us to really go at them because when you, because they did make a lot of errors at the back. They were trying to I play they were poor. Out, I out. They were poor at the back. Yeah, from, from, the, from the back, they were trying to play out. Obviously, Wagner wants them to do that. And um, they kept on giving it away to us, but we never capitalised on it, especially first half. They, they did it. And um, I thought if you pressured them a little bit more, they'd, they'd make a lot more mistakes. But we just, seemed to put a foot off the gas and just they just outplayed us outpassed us and yeah strange and then I suppose from Robin's point of view he had you know he turns around and looks through the bench and like Ross says <laughs> earlier on in the pod that 
there's nothing there that can change it in a forward sense, is there? So he's a bit hamstrung on that. But I think if I was Robbins and I'd have expected a lot more from that first 20 minutes to the second half from what he got from the players, mm. I'd be extremely, extremely disappointed with the attacking players. Really yeah. disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I don't know what you boys feel, but I feel obviously he had the three subs ready to come on, didn't he? Um, when we conceded the fourth, and I feel like this was obviously the big turning point. I don't know if I know Hamer had gone down injured. I don't know if he'd picked up a knock, perhaps, but he didn't seem to be, um, you know, running fully at, f- at full tilt. So whether he picked up a knock, but that that seemed to really kind of kill us off at that point because it was kind of like, you know, seeing three subs, great, but it's not like three subs that are going to change the game. And actually, by taking Hamer off, I just felt like it it killed us even more. Um, Ross, what did you what did you make of it? I mean, yeah, it was the second half was very disappointing that their fourth goal was coming. You know, we didn't, it didn't go how I thought it would. I thought, you know, wow, we've first half defended horrifically. We somehow gone in three, two down actually, you know, and I, I sort of took that and I thought second half will come out and we'll play hopefully like we did against Burnley, you know, the week prior and, and sort of have a, have a real go that just never materialized. We just had no composure and they, I don't know the amount of space they had. You know, I thought the back four worked last week <laughs> and then you know, I've been sort of calling for it for a while, but it just, I don't know what was going on. Like the space, it was just far too easy. I, I genuinely thought, wow. I mean, if we do, yeah. I mean, it also maybe the different angle I was sat at watching the game, it was, I was a lot higher up and I sort of saw it from a completely different angle. I was like, crikey, you know, the amount of, it was just so easy. Like, I mean, the fourth goal was a joke. I mean, Hamer getting a knock, I think Robbins did say it was sort of just like a little, uh, like a dead leg or, or something like that. But him going off, we have nothing to bring on. I mean, the, the central midfielders are Kelly and Howley. I mean, you, it's not, that is not replacing Hamer's, you know, energy. I mean, ideally, you want Allen to be on the bench and you've got another centre mid starting and then Allen's the guy you'd bring on for Hamer and go, okay, well, he's got a bit of energy to get around, you know, and that would be the strength and depth we we need to aspire to get to, I think. But I mean, there's just the subs were just a bit deflating, especially after you conceded the fourth, because that just felt like it was game over then. You just never believed that we were going to get back into it really at that point, which was a shame. And it, yeah, it was, it, it almost felt like, and even hearing Robin's talk afterwards, and I totally understand and agree with what he was saying. And, and we all know it. We've got no depth. The bench is, you know, I mean, awful, but it felt like we sort of just resigned ourselves to, to losing the game second half, really. Uh, tiredness, maybe. I don't know. It was just disappointing, wasn't it? And it just mm. was a bit flat in the end. Definitely. Yeah, very flat. There was definitely tiredness there. Um, I mean, the last sort of 15, 20 minutes was pretty, pretty dreadful to watch. Um, I was sort of thinking about my tavern curry at that point, to be honest, and I'm ready to go. Um, but yeah, very, very disappointing. Um, Jamie Allen did have that chance that you mentioned, Andy, towards the end, which he pulled wide. But, yeah. you know, it, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much in that in that last sort of 20, 25 minutes, was there? No, no. Should have scored, really. Obviously, yeah, should have. Should have scored. I'm being honest, he's a poor miss. Um, but it kind of summed up the second half, didn't it, that one? And... We just go back to that their fourth goal. You know, there were six sky blue players around one player and mm. they did nothing and they just allowed him to just shift in score. It's just not acceptable, is it? The defending no. defending for the last bar bar obviously Burnley, um, the Wrexham game and the um Saturday game against Norwich has been diabolical. Yeah. I mean you talk about space. I mean oh. Dabo at times, the amount of the amount of space players we're getting and the positioning of Dabo, I just couldn't quite believe it at times. 
on Saturday. Positional play was if you're playing football manager, it'd be one out of 20. Terrible. Yeah. Awful. Was he, you know, come again, sucked in, going across. He was, I don't know, it's almost like he didn't know where he was playing. He didn't know whether yeah. he was playing right back or right centre back. It was, like, it, yeah, it was. It was, it literally was bizarre. that actually. It was, it was very bizarre. I, I looked at it again. There would, he was that out of position at times. It was literally, I thought, oh, we've gone to a back five now and he's the right yeah. centre back. But then the right wing back was nowhere to be seen. So there was just this humongous like space. And then I was like, or oh, are we still at a back four? And he is just so out of position. I was like, either way, it's an absolute joke, the, the yeah. defending. I mean, and like you said, there was just no challenges. It's just far too easy. And actually they had one as well, didn't they? They'd hit the post. Mm. Similar sort of thing where just yeah. we're just afraid to put a tackle in. Why can't when I swear when we get up in the box? Vic is manhandled by three guys. They, they, they're they literally breaking a neck to stop us being able to do a pass. We were, we literally sat off them and they could just do, you know, tick a tacker around us in our own penalty area. It's just, you're just asking for trouble. And again, near post, you should, Wilson shouldn't be getting beat there, really. You know, he's hit the strike well, but I mean, I don't think we're scoring that. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I think all in all, it was just a, a real, real poor goal. And it, that probably summed up the, the, the second half, didn't it, really? Yeah, it did. Unacceptable. Andy, how much does our defensive record of late concern you? Um, a little bit, yeah. Um, but saying that, we looked okay at Burnley, didn't we? Bar one set piece. Yeah, um, we did. We did. But yeah, it does concern <clears> me a little bit. But I think he needs to start playing three at the back. I know Ross says four at the back, and I know that. But I think oh, we need to start playing Panzo again because he's uh, he should be on the bench. For us, in my opinion, I think you know it whether what he was playing. I don't even know what he was playing in the first. Was Dabo playing right back or right centre back? I think he was playing right back. But I think we're playing. I think the back three without McFadden has to be Panzo, Doyle in the centre, and Rose on the right for me. Mm. And then we've got these two new wing backs who who we've brought in, or you can play Bidwell, um, Dabo. Or you know, or Burrows as well. So that gives us a little bit of depth. But I think the mid the defensive three, we've got to go back to Panzo and, and Doyle and Rose, I think, until Fads is fit. Yeah. Do we know how long Fads Fads will be? Not I don't know. He's is he he's he's I don't know to be You're honest. Fair, uh, fair, I heard somewhere. I think we'll have another centre back in probably playing before yeah. he's back, I think. True. You yeah. know, it sounds we like he's dead. We 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 miss Obviously, the depth of what High and brought, but just mm. like a bit of composure, you know. It, it, like Doyle's been fantastic, and he had a run of unbelievable games. But he is only nineteen, so he has gonna he's gonna have games where he's like yeah, just not have a have a yeah, yeah. And he had a bad one. Yeah. Panzo's young as well, and Rose. He's not like the natural sort of leader sort of thing. No. And I, so I look at it and I go, Fads is a huge miss. But we, but at least with High you had someone who also was experienced there, could play in the centre, play right centre back. I was a big. Fan of Hyam and obviously Robbins was as well, but we just obviously didn't replace him. So the problem is, it's we need to get a centre back in. <laughs> but it's weird because you look around the team and you go, oh, but we also need some other options going foot forward, you know. So yeah, it was um yeah the defensive record is a bit concerning. I know it's tough, lads, when we lose. But in terms of man of the match from yesterday, who was your pick, Ross? Oh, well that's difficult, you know. To be fair. That is really difficult. Um, so I saw on the on Andy put it out on Twitter, and someone replied saying, "Why are you even asking this?" <laughs> no one jumps out. No one, not one, not one player jumps out to me. To be honest with you, I, I uh, 
because I actually thought I go through the whole team and I just think there was moments throughout where I was like, oh my word, you know, the, the inconsistency, it, it almost, you know, as us as a team and individuals, I don't know if I can give one to be honest with you. Maybe, I don't know. I honestly, I honestly don't know, Matt. I'll let Andy answer this one. I have no idea. Palmer for his sweet finish. And that's about your lot. And I spent mention to Vic as well. I thought he held the ball up quite Yeah, well probably. Times. Yeah, yeah, fair. He got manhandled, like um, Ross said, but I thought at times he showed his quality. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll now move on and preview the Huddersfield game next weekend at the CBS. Um, Ross, uh, it's a big game against Huddersfield. Um, it's one that, you know, we need to get three points in. Um, how have you found uh, Huddersfield this season? What, what do we know about them? Um, well, we know they're a, a terrible team <laughs> and we need to be winning the game. It's as simple <laughs> as that. I think the game is our game in hand, our final game in hand of obviously the games that were postponed uh, due to the pitch issues. They're third from bottom. Uh, they've got a game in hand on Cardiff, so they'll be looking at it thinking, well, if they would beat us, they'd go out of the bottom three. You know, their marquee signing was Martin Waghorn in the January window. Sums it sums it up. He won't you know, be got, available. Presumably. He won't be available. I wish he was, in a way. Um, <laughs> you know, a guy scored a penalty and one goal from over in two years. I mean, yeah, I, they're, they're a terrible team. And we, they're, they'll be they're nowhere near as good as the two teams we've just played. So... I mean, you look at their, their stat. I mean, they're, they're, they've only won two away games all season. They're very inconsistent. I mean, they've got like green, like wins like dotted around here and there, mostly defeats. They don't score that many goals. Yeah, they're third from bottom. They're they're in so the thick gu- of it. Guaranteed a one-no win away, away yeah. at us then. But probably, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, I, I do I look at this game and I think, I mean, their top goal scorer has got five goals. <laughs> The same as Jamie Allen. And I had no idea that Jamie Allen had five goals. That really took me by surprise. And obviously, I, I still give me a new credit, Wardy, because ever since we spoke to him at the Sky Blue Tavern, he had scored zero at that point. So he's gone on a bit of a bit of a flurry since. He was but, inspired, uh, Ross. Well, mate, he was. When I reminded him of the goal he scored <laughs> against us, I could see his little, he, he was like a Cheshire cat. And he smiled and realised his inner potential. But uh, <laughs> but in terms of this game, I think this dictate this decides the season, to be honest with you, in terms of, I think if we win the game, play well, hopefully have another new signing or two, you know, in the squad and, and go back and maybe play the two new wing backs and go at them and, and score a couple of goals and win then the table looks good and, you know, and we're thinking, okay, we're mid table. You know what I mean? We're, we'll be fine. If we were to lose, you know, we wouldn't be out of the woods or anything. There would be that little lingering sort of, but we're not going to go down, but there would, we'd be sucked into this sort of battle that we look like we'd sort of a remarkably got away from. So I think, I think it's a very big game. There's no excuses. We've got a whole week now to prepare and I want to see us take the game to them. You know, and quick start, a bit like what Norwich did to us. You know, I mean, come out, score a couple of goals, and just try and take the game away from a team. It'd be good to respond and score three or four at home, keep a clean sheet, and and, and get three points. But it's never quite as simple as that because they'll be fighting for their lives. So, yeah, tough game expected. We never make it easy, do we? So, it, it, regardless, it'll be a tough game, but one we need to be looking to win. Yeah, is it a must-win game for you, Andy Swamp? Yeah, Defo. Yeah, we've got to be getting three points out of this one. None of these draws or, you know, or even anything worse. We have to win this game. It's a huge game because like Ross says, you know, if we win this game, the table looks a lot better. You know, we can look upwards instead of downwards. 
because if you lose this game, you start looking downwards. That's not a place you want to be looking. So it's... Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, so, isn't it? The table's starting to take a little bit more more shape. You've sort of got now, yeah. there's a little there's that little bit of a gap now to the playoffs. Mm. There's that group sort of chasing yeah. the playoffs, which is a bit a few less teams now. Yeah. There's obviously the middle pack that we're in at the moment, yeah. and then there's that sort of pack towards the bottom. Mm. And I think you know we all feel fairly comfortable in that middle pack, sort of yeah. you know knowing that we might not make playoffs, but we should should stay up. But yeah. if we start creeping towards that bottom pack, I think um, yeah. people will be starting to get a little bit nervous, and you know. They will. You know you're not City fans, I like it. Or, uh, yeah, I do. Um, it, it starts getting a bit worrying. So we've we've got to we've got to keep, keep out of that. And, and teams like Huddersfield are obviously trying to chase us in that pack. So yeah, it's, it's a big no, it's game. Big, it's it? a big it's a big game. Yeah, it's a huge game. And um, and I, I fully expect us to win. I think yeah. um, that like Ross has said, we've got a week now to prepare for it, which is important. Um, we can get you know maybe a couple of signings in the building, which will be good. And. Um, and look, look, look forward to it. You know, like we said, maybe get a couple of new lads, the two wing backs, start them playing, get them up high, get Panzo yeah. at the back. You know, start the back three is what I just said earlier, and then go from there because we should have enough quality to beat Huddersfield. Yeah, Ross, would you would you agree with that? Would you be going back to the three three at the back with the the new lads at wing back, or would you do something different? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I think we need to go back to sort of the, the tried and tested. You know, I. I thought the back four against Burnley worked and looked really, really good. But then it was literally chalk and cheese, you know, yesterday against Norwich, it was like horrendous. So I don't know with that one, actually. So I, I think we need to go back. I think if we're going to play the back five, though, I do think we need that Bidwell just hampers us going forward. And and I've said this for on so many pods. When we were, like last year, the formation is at its scintillating best when the two wing backs are like so high up, they are yeah. level with the two yeah. strikers or the one striker. Bidwell just doesn't do it. And even when he gets in a position to cross, his crossing just lets us down. And he's, so I just feel like, give this Wilson Esbrand, get him on, mm. Panzo left back, left centre back, sorry, Doyle Rose, Norton Cuffey, and then get Sheaf and Hamer, and then Palmer, Allen and, and Yokerez and just go for it. And then hopefully we might have signed another player or two before the game. And that's what we need to do. We need to go at them. There's no point sort of, I don't like the reactive stuff, you know, especially if we've got no bench, like Robin said, let's just be proactive because it makes no difference then. If it is it, if we can't change it, we might as well just play the go attacking. And, you know, I mean, Matt, he, this guy from Man City comes with like rave reviews from their fans and, that's why I'm not going to judge him on yesterday because I did feel like he was sort of thrown in yeah. totally out of position. Uh, I was going to say, it probably wasn't, probably wasn't the best game for him, was it? Um, he did, nah. didn't have the best of games, but it is really hard coming in, you know, when he did, coming onto the pitch when you just conceded and, well, yeah, you know, trying to make a difference in that sort of flat atmosphere and everything. But like you say, if he can make a start, um, I think he'll, he can make much more of an impact, hopefully, on the team. Yeah. Um, what are your predictions, chaps? For Saturday, Andy, you can go first. Uh, I think we'll win. I think we'll win. I think we'll win two-one. I think I'm quite confident we're going to get three points, as long as Robbins plays the right team. Ross, <laughs> one-nil. A nervy one-nil. No, yeah, nervy one-nil, but clean sheet, and we'll all be, you know, again. buzzing. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, just before we finish, just wanted to obviously chat about the uh, the ownership situation. Obviously. First pod since, uh, well, for us three anyway, since the uh, the ownership got confirmed, um, and obviously Doug King's first press conference as well. 
um, happened on on Thursday, um, which obviously got a lot of pretty positive reaction from the fan base mm. in, in general. Um, but just wanted to to see what you boys thought on that. Um, Andy, how did you feel having listened to uh, to Doug and his his plans for the club? Yeah, I was kind of got glued to it. Um, obviously, you hear from a lot of owners and. You switch off after two minutes, but you know the, this this uh, the video was like eight minutes, and I couldn't take my eye off it, not because of his hair, but just because <laughs> just because he the way he was coming across, he was coming across really well. Um, he said the right things that made sense, in my opinion. He said he's not going to throw loads of money at it initially. He said it's going to be done the right way, um, and he also made a good point about Robbins that obviously they've got a close relationship already, which is good because obviously he's massively key to our success Robbins let's not make any mistake about that um, he still is and um, no I really enjoyed the interview when I when I came off and after watching it I was really really buoyed by it and that's when uh, I went into the game on Saturday really buoyed by everything and really looking forward to the game so I'm not going to take Saturday's bad performance in, in, you know and put me down I think we've got a lot of exciting times ahead under Doug I think um, I was massively impressed by him yeah yeah, it was it was felt to me a little bit like <clears throat> obviously look, looking at the bigger picture, you know, there's you, got you know, you know that that game on Saturday isn't going to define our future no, or our se- season even, but I f- it just felt like the timing of Doug coming in and having that game and that defeat, you know, even just potentially blessing in disguise for him to just see yeah. what we need, you know, for him to see yeah. it in front of him and see that we you know we're struggling in terms of the the squad depth. Mm-hmm. Um, if everything was rosy as an owner coming in, then you wouldn't perhaps need to, to be doing too much, but there are some, are some challenges for him to, to work on. Um, it, it feels like there's sort of three probably main things, Ross. Um, there's obviously the, the, the players contracts for the big three. There's obviously getting new players in to the club and there's obviously the, the stadium as well. Um, how would you be prioritizing those three areas if you were Doug King? Um, well, I think first and foremost, obviously we've got to deal with the current transfer window that we've got yeah, less than 10 days of. Um, but, you know, I see a lot of people and I, people need, they, they pick and choose what they listen from what he said. It, it sort of blows my mind. People are saying, oh, concerning that, you know, concerning what that you didn't come out and like Bill Story say, we're going to give tens of millions and just splash it, you know, and, and invest heavily because as we see with other clubs, you know, we, we want the club to be not in a mess. Do you know what I mean? In a few years by trying to do something and it's sort of failing. I was very encouraged as well when he said it's about doing it the right way, you know, but he's not afraid to invest. And if we, if something, if something's right, we'll do it. So he, he actually didn't, he was very fluid in, you know, if there was a young player who wasn't on big wages, but he might cost a couple of million, but he's an asset for five years, you know, we get him on a five-year contract and he could be worth 10, 15 million. I th- he sounded like he'd do it. And we can actually do the Brentford model that we kept, we've all been sort of saying, but Sisu just couldn't do the other part of it, which, which was the reinvesting and getting new assets. I think we've got to prioritize this window, but like Robbins, I, I watched his sort of, full uh sort of post-match interview and uh he seemed pretty relaxed I, my barometer is off always off robbins like if robbins isn't concerned then why should i be and he yeah he sounds pretty excited i think they've i think they've both got one eye to the summer because at the end of the day do fans just want us to sign people now just for the sake of it and just sign anyone you know and, be, and then sign them to a two-year deal and then suddenly we get to the summer and go oh actually they've not been that good to be fair 
and now we're stuck with them until 2025. Do fans want that? Or do they want us to actually sign the people who we want to sign? Because Robin's alluded it to one player who we might not be able to get now, but it will happen down the line in the summer. Well, I'd rather wait to the summer and get the players that we want in and do it do it right. So I, I'm very encouraged by it. I think the priority's got to be try and get a forward and a centre-back in this window, whether that's on loan or a permanent. But I don't want us signing a permanent for someone if that's not who we truly want, you know, in terms of the end game. And then I think we've got to look at the stadium. That's obviously got to be... But I was also incredibly encouraged about that. You know, I mean, we've had this myth from Sisu for 14 years about um, this new stadium. And he he literally, with obviously being diplomatic, because obviously they're technically still owners, well, got a share of the club. It clearly isn't on his mind at all. So I think the next thing is getting a long-term deal. But I believe in him. It sounds like Mike Ashley, actually, to be fair is nothing really to do with, you know, the, the sort of that Fraser's group who's got the, the arena, you know, they've got a different manager director and all this sort of stuff. So I think they will get a long-term deal, one that works for them, one that works for, for Doug King and, and us. And then, and then it's the contracts, isn't it? And, and then I think I can, I'm very confident that O'Hare and Hamer could sign new deals. I think, I don't think Yokerez will. And then I think we're in a position where we have to sell him in the summer because you can't risk losing him for a free and him going into the last year of his contract. So I think Jokers will either sign a new deal and still go in the summer, but we get a bigger chunk of money, or we won't sign a new deal and we'll sell him for 10, 15 million in the summer with one year left on his deal. And I think that's the way to go. And I think Robbins is, but as long as we're planning going, well, you know what? There's this striker in League One. There's this striker who are going to cost us, say, five, six million of Vic's money but they're going to, you know what I mean? And we can spread it around the team. We'll be, we'll be better for it. So I'm pretty relaxed about it, about it all, to be fair. And mm. I quite liked when he said, it's about getting the players and the fans to see that, you know, see us walking the walk rather than, you know, talking the talk and actually improving the, the training ground, all those things. That's stuff that we want to hear, you know, because as a club, we want to improve, but we want to do it the right way. And to me, it sounded like if we could just get through to the Premier League for one season, that would literally... That, that would pay for everything. Do you know what I mean? That that's how it sort of came across. But he want he's ambitious. I I actually people always say the journey is the most exciting part of it. You know, I know a lot of people who fans of clubs who've gone to the Premier League and they actually hate being in the Premier League because they get battered every week. But the journey to get promoted is the thing that they enjoyed the most. So if year on year we're finishing eighth, seventh, sixth, and we're always in the conversation of oh, Coventry could be on the knocking on the door for the playoffs, I'd happily take that. I don't know about you, but I'd be buzzing. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, obviously, plenty of plenty of stuff for him to be be sorting out. Um, like you say, with the stadium, you know, it, it sounded very positive around that. Um, like I agree with you. I like the way he was talking about, about Fraser's group as more. You know, as you know, it's obviously a business deal. They've got to get over the line rather than you know some people suggesting Mike Ashley, you know, being awkward and, and throwing his weight around kind of thing. So, yeah, that 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 feels um, that feels positive. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think that's that's all we've got time for this evening, chaps. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me. Uh, and listeners, don't forget to visit the Sky Blue Tavern for all of the big games. We'll also be running a competition very soon to win a meal for two around Valentine's Day. So do keep your eyes peeled for that. And in the meantime, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation, then all you need to do is use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. A 
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.